0: Welcome to The Art of Simple Hypnosis with Rob DeGroof. Rob's goal is to keep hypnosis simple and uncomplicated, fast, powerful, and effective techniques. In this show, Rob talks with leaders of the hypnosis industry on how to keep hypnosis simple and effective on the therapeutic side as well as on the business side. Enjoy, learn, and by all means, keep it simple.
1: Tim, welcome to The Art of Simple Hypnosis. Pleasure um, nice to show... be here, Rob. You're welcome. This show is, uh, of course, about how we keep hypnosis simple, but I always... Uh, start with uh, mistakes we're all making mistakes and we learn uh, when everything is going good we learn from our mistakes and we do it better then Uh, so what is actually the biggest mistake that you made uh, regarding your your hypnotherapy business or in in your hypnotherapy or in your therapy business um, that you don't want others to make that I don't want others to make. Yeah, that's a good that's a good
0: distinction. Okay, so a lot of mistakes. When when you said you were going to ask me this question, I was like, oh my god, how do I narrow this down? But the main one that I made, if I'm thinking right, avoid this mistake, everyone. Um, I took on too many clients in the early couple of years, and I really got close to burning myself out. As in, I've had enough of the profession because I was just I was starting to see clients like a chore because I was seeing so many of them. Um, And I I hear other hypnotherapists say they're seeing 30, 40 clients a week. And I'm like, when I was seeing 20, 25, I couldn't, I couldn't possibly do that. I couldn't sustain that. So it was, um, yeah, that, that had me. I remember um, a supervision session. I had my supervisor and they asked me, well, how many are you seeing Tim? And And I told them, I remember, as I said, the words feeling just like, fatigued you know like i I am drained now emotionally physically mentally and um yeah i would i would recommend as soon as possible working with a model that keeps you energized and excited to see clients and i think that model will inevitably involve not seeing too many so that was the mistake i made seeing too many clients trim it down and don't be afraid to either defer people on for a few weeks time or pass them on to somebody else yeah if you're that busy you'll you'll Keep clients coming in. The temptation is to grab everyone that walks through the door. You don't have to do that. Yeah. You got to look after you first is as well. As well. So, and I made that mistake of not doing that.
1: Yeah. I think that's great advice. Um, I, I see it with my, uh, m- m- my team of therapists uh, in Belgium as well. Uh, some of them, they changed now to uh, seeing uh, like a bit more clients a day, but only work for two days a week. So yeah. they, they, they have the, the, the other days they can do something else. Uh, yeah. Some they they have a, a regular job with with total different um, uh, in a total different subject uh, and then mm-hmm. then their mind can clear. and then they look forward to the the two days or the three days that they are actually seeing clients and I think yeah, that exactly. better than, than it when it becomes like a, a full time job uh, when you see like. I, I did it in the beginning as well like when I was alone and I had a lot of demand so uh, and I don't want uh, didn't want people to wait I, and I start seeing like 30 35 clients a week but then then you mm-hmm. get uh, really yeah. uh, fatigued and then like like uh, yeah you don't and and I think especially when you when, when you do when you want to do good powerful hypnosis sessions you need you need that energy you need that 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 clear yeah the
0: client has to have the best of you no matter what method or modality you're using they've got to get the best of you or you're doing them a disservice and i think you know it, it's a really good point that you've also got to work in your business you know there's you can't just see clients five six seven days a week you have to then grow your business and that that, there's other sides to your business other than just seeing the clients. And I think I didn't realize that until I was in it doing it. And, and you learn that very quickly. So, um, I don't know, you know, business coaches would be able to tell you the ideal percentage of actual client facing time you have, but I know, I know it's less than 50% or something like it shouldn't, you know, your actual in front of clients shouldn't be the major part
1: of your time. Otherwise you're going to either neglect yourself or neglect your business. So yeah. yeah. When you work too much in the business, you don't work on the business, and and it's really important to, to also to grow and to to change yes. and, and, and and to keep updated. So I think that's uh, yeah, yeah really important. So yeah. what was uh, the the best decision you ever made uh, in your in your hypnotherapy business? I've made a lot of good
0: decisions as well as well as a lot of mistakes, and and again it's difficult to narrow it down because I feel there's been phases in terms of steps I've taken, but probably if I went back right to the start. Um, I went out networking, like face to face, you know, that the early morning business networking, where you get up at like five in the morning to get there to get all that sort of thing. I did a lot of that. I did three or four meetings a week for the first year or two. Um, and I, cause I had to go from scratch, like no clients to full time um because I had to replace the wage of the job I was doing before you see a lot of people in this position they want to be a full-time hypnotist hypnotherapist but they have a job at the moment and they're like well I have to replace a certain amount of wage and, and you know enough of that going forward so it's predictable you know so it's reliable um so I had to do that so um networking literally for the first few years of my practice I would say made up 90 plus percent of my clients um and yeah, it was I always recommend it to people. Because if you're you're in a client-facing business, you should be able to generate rapport with somebody, connect with somebody. That's why you're in this profession. So get out there, meet people. I think I think Bob Burns says meet the people, meet the people, meet the people, doesn't he? He's always saying that. And, and he's absolutely right. I absolutely agree with Bob on that one. If you're gonna, if you're gonna build a business, you have to make people aware of you and get them to connect with you. So networking, absolutely the, the number one thing that I did for my business.
1: Yeah, uh, something similar I did in the beginning. Uh, what whatever they ask me to, hey, can you come to this meeting or can you give a chat about what hypnosis is or whatever? Uh, mm-hmm. I just went, and uh, then people mm-hmm. see you in, in in person. They get to know you because otherwise you're just that that face on a on a screen, and and they see you on your website. And a lot of people they also don't know what hypnosis is and they or mm. what what this type of therapy is and they don't they yeah. don't take the first step but when when you're actually there they and, and, and sometimes you just start talking about something else and then you come on to, to your subject and I think that's that's a very good uh, and sometimes people um, my, also my students uh, sometimes they're a bit disappointed in like okay we went to this meeting and nobody signed up for a session okay but no that it's it's like yeah it's a building block so so See, maybe yeah. maybe later maybe one year later or two year later they p- mm. people will will sign up I had I had this um, I remember this is it's very uh, nice story when um, a, a student signed up for, for one of my trainings and he uh, so I always ask uh, a few questions before the training start. And uh, he actually, and one of the questions is how did you get to know us? Because I, I want to know that how, I, and it's amazing. also for my, for the hypnotherapy clients, they have to, to fill that in. How do you, how did you get to know us? And you get, yeah, all kind of answers but this guy was uh, the, the the story was really interesting he said yeah um, I was at uh, in a pub and uh, we actually just in trance was at uh, was in Belgium and we did a training and we went out with all the students to eat and and then we were in a pub and uh, he said yeah um, uh, you, you you guys start hypnotizing people so and it was like Two years after that that event happened and um he said yeah there was this guy and he was he was uh he was saying to us okay I, i'm going to go to that guy uh and i'm sure he can't hypnotize me and uh so and actually he came to me and uh he said yeah I don't. I don't remember. I didn't remember it anymore. But I, I. just hypnotized him and that guy said, "Yeah." And and that it was like a seed in my mind. And yeah. like two years later, I just signed up for your training. And <laughs> he actually. He actually never did something with it because he. He is mm-hmm. in a total different profession, but mm-hmm. yeah, you, it needs time. Sometimes and the same with hypnotherapy yeah. clients. When you do when you do like a, a, a presentation at a, at a service mm-hmm. club or something, people yeah. may might sign up two years later but yeah it's something you need to do it's about it's
0: any form of marketing you have to be it's like social media we're not going to see one post of yours and say right i'm going to spend hundreds of pounds with you you're gonna you have to be consistent and it's no different face-to-face or online you have to be there regularly get to know the person build a relationship with them and then they'll start to trust you it's like saying why don't i buy double glazing from the guy that knocked on my front door that day you don't know him because you know, he's it's, you haven't actually got have no idea of his services or the quality of them or him or the trustworthy nature of him. And you've got to get to know people before you buy from them. So, and, and some people say to me, Oh, it's like, it's a lot of effort for, you know, it's a bit of a waste of time, you know? And it's like, so what else are you doing between six and eight o'clock in the morning? Are you, are you busy doing other things that you can't be there wasting two hours of your time? Cause you know, I'm that sort of person. I don't know what to do business wise. But if you can point me in the direction, I have infinite energy because I want to get there. Yeah. And and so as soon as somebody said, come networking, that's the thing. I was like, right. I I won't question whether it's the right thing or not. I'll just do it. And I'll I'll completely jump all in. And probably that's why people started referring to me because they could see I was there to engage and take it seriously. Um, At the end of the day, if if you're not networking, you're probably short of energy or enthusiasm for the thing you're trying to achieve and I get we've all got commitments some people got kids and school runs and things like that but when you see something of value you make it work if if you want to change your life you're going to have to break through the painful barriers the difficult ones that that you've got to really push out the way you know and you've got to actually arrange for it and actually legislate for and take time in your life to to deal with do it because you know there's there's only one reason if you're in this business and you've not got enough business there's only one reason because it's you're not doing enough to get the business. And and uh, and I'm not again, I'm not a business guy. I feel like I've suddenly started talking about business. But you know, I, I know that what I did, the thing that got me business was the energy I gave to meeting people and spreading the word about what I do. Definitely.
1: Yeah, and, and those type of, uh, of meetings, you also get ideas from others. Sometimes there is this guy and he's telling a story and he's just like, like maybe like, like, like the double glass salesman. And he says, yeah, mm-hmm. I got clients doing this and this. And then you can, oh, maybe I can adapt that to my business in a different way, of course. And you yeah. get those ideas. And I think that that's um, when, when you just stay at your own office all the time, you, yeah. you you don't go out there, you don't get the ideas. It's the same with, with, with uh, the previous uh, interview was with Scott Sandland when we talked about going to hypnosis conventions. Because whenever I go to a convention, I, I, I return with so much um, ideas. And those mm-hmm. ideas, most mostly they just come from, from just chatting with people. Yeah. Uh, just uh, in the hallway, or, or of course you go to the presentations, but you talk with other people, and they give you ideas. They give they they, they can point you in a good direction, business wise, or or just with a, with a, another therapy mm. tool, whatever. So I think mm-hmm. that's that's really important. The, yeah. A lot of people they they sign up for a training, they, they create a website, and then they just sit and wait on the telephone. And but that's not yeah. going to work because yeah. there are so many other people out there that can help the potential yeah, I've clients. Seen
0: it. And if you're not there, yeah. The most common thing you get in our profession is the idea that I'm going to set my website up and I'm going to search engine optimize it really well and it's going to bring me a lot of business, right? Forget that. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Or I'm going to join my hypnotherapy governing body, have my listing on their site, and the clients will find me through that forget that that's not not going to happen happen. you've got to find your clients nobody's going to come knocking on your door now don't get me wrong eventually they do when you've got a big enough reputation people hunt you down globally and eventually but you're not there yet you're day one you've got to knock on doors and introduce yourself to people and say look this is me and you've got to get to know them otherwise you've got no chance this is a this is a client-facing job we do we build relationships we should be good at this you know so we we just got to get out and do it you know.
1: Yeah, that's really important. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about um, hypnosis. Um, so, yeah, the, the name of the show is The Art of Simple Hypnosis. Uh, what good tip or advice can you give our viewers to uh, simplify hypnosis? Okay, everything about what I do
0: is keeping it simple. So there's a lot of things I do to simplify it. Um, not just because I'm a very simple thinker. But because I tend to think the results we get improve the simpler we keep things. The reason people have got an issue is because they're lost in their complexity right now. Um, So our job is to simplify things for them as well as simplify things for us. The biggest thing that simplified my practice, uh, I got rid of any trance process. And that simplified things massively for me. It took away all the ambiguity with what I was dealing with. Um, It helped it helped, I think it helped get me better results, not because it's a better method, but because it it resonated better with me. There were less times in a session when I was like, what the hell's going on here? You know, that sort of thing. I felt like, you know, if I wasn't in control, at least they were in control. So somebody was in control rather than it, you know, going haywire and um, yeah, it just massively simplified my process because then I wasn't trying to find a particular technique or method within hypnosis for this particular issue or that particular issue. I was simply dealing with having a conversation with the person and with their subconscious um, and, and dealing with what, what are the issues that stop us changing at the moment and getting rid of them. And it just it just massively made it um, a more free flowing and maybe intuitive way of working for me as well. It seemed it seemed very natural to work without without any eyes closed trance process. But but that was the thing for me, to be fair. that was That no. was the
1: way. Yeah. Okay, so that's actually a great uh, gateway to uh, the topic that we are going to discuss: working without uh, actual the trance. So yes. you don't do an induction, you don't, you obviously don't do an exduction. Then uh, no. maybe you can tell a bit about how you how you start doing this. Uh, why? Yeah, you said already why because because of complexity. Um, yeah. But what, when did when did you start doing this? And, and what, what are the yeah? And how do you uh, work with people? Okay, so yeah, it's, it's interesting
0: when I don't know if you if resonate with people watching, but I got tired of people questioning the particular nature of the hypnosis that I was doing. So you'd, you'd put them on, I had a couch, you know, I was relaxed, eyes closed, um, and I'd take them into hypnosis and do, you know, the hypnosis stuff. And as we know, some people respond very deeply, some people not so deeply, some people don't respond at all, you know, we, we get those, yeah. Um, but it's I just got tired of, of them questioning the experience they'd had because they were looking for some magical experience of hypnosis. So they'd either say they'd open their eyes and say, oh, I don't think I was hypnotized because I could hear every word you were saying, you know, that classic thing as if oh. as if that's a bad thing that you can hear what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, or they'd say, I don't think I was hypnotized because I don't remember it. I think I just fell asleep. And I don't know, you can never anticipate what some without saying what you expect it to be then and then just repeating that verbatim during hypnosis so that hopefully they'll get that, you know, but even then you can't guarantee they'll get it because they're their own unique human being whose mind responds in a certain way. So it just it just became a little bit tiresome for me. But at the same time, I'd always, always been taught that you have hypnosis when you have the so so john chase when he taught me would say when something illogical is going on which isn't in exactly the way i would word it yeah but for example you know the first thing i did stuck someone's hands together okay now that that's illogical in the sense that you know you can take your hands apart but for some reason you can't take your hands apart yeah and they weren't asleep or anything they were why can't i take my hands apart that's really weird you know uh, so we've got that kind of subconscious attention and and what i would refer to as subconscious dominance where you're consciously trying to override the idea you've been given but your mind is latched onto that idea um and so there'd always been that bit of me thinking well hang on, if i if i'm if i'm there if i'm dealing with your subconscious why do i then have to put you to sleep or into a trance or anything like that and and it didn't sit right with me so I just experimented with eliminating that part of the process. Because the way I was working anyway, it didn't necessitate that. It wasn't like I needed you to be unconscious or or out for the count. Or I just needed some kind of ideomotor response to, to confirm that this was your subconscious doing this rather than your conscious. And it was when I started doing that and, and realizing that the trance aspect of it was, was kind of redundant in my eyes then it's like well me being the keep it simple guy well let's eradicate the unnecessary because that just now gives me something to sell to somebody that i don't believe in yeah so i got rid of because i couldn't work with that anymore then once you once you realize that you're like well i can't just do um some sort of pantomime that i don't believe in now You say I don't do induction or exduction. You could argue it's an induction. It just doesn't include any eyes closed or deepening down. You could argue that, and this is the thing, I'm I'm absolutely certain I could show you what I do. You know, I show room full of hypnotists what I do. And they'd probably be split down the middle as to whether or not it was hypnosis. Okay, I, yeah, I get that. I'm okay with that. I don't need hour,
1: An hour-long discussion and a, a <laughs> day discussion. Yeah, Is it hypnosis, is it not?
0: Yeah, okay. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Although probably they'd be more polite than they would be if we were just discussing it online in a Facebook group, probably. But anyway, <laughs> um, hopefully but so, so it's like i don't i don't need to label what i do and and to be fair the more the longer i go on the more i start to talk about it being more of like a mind coaching technique than a hypnosis coaching uh-huh. hypnosis technique because i'm aware that if you look in the dictionary what it defines i'm not doing that you know so i'm like i'm i'm okay with with not doing that i don't i don't mind you know so i'm i'm just happy to work with people work with their subconscious and, and get it done, if you know what I mean. But I tell you that the other two things that I like about it. First of all, um, it gets the client involved in as much as if I'm confused, if something's going on and I'm like, what's that? I'm very happy to say, wow, I don't know what's going on now. What do you think's going on? And they know. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I've I've had I've been sitting there with a client before and something will move, you know, and I'll be like, oh, what's that? And he's like, oh, my God, that's money. I was like, what do you mean by that's money? And it was was absolutely him becoming very aware of, it's my concerns about running out of money that is creating my anxiety, et cetera, et cetera. So the client can fill in the blanks for you and you can know where to go. Um, Second reason, as therapists, therapists, I'm doing this a lot already, um, we're meant to empower our clients, aren't we? We're always saying, this is you making the changes, not me. Or hopefully we are, Even, even the most direct and... Power-based hypnotist should hopefully be pointing out to the client that we're not actually doing anything to no. their brain, it's them, their mind creating the changes. No, of course. But then, of course, we say, right, sit on the couch, close your eyes, go to sleep. When you wake up, everything will be fixed. And it's like, that's not tremendously empowering. I might be saying it's your mind doing it, but I'm then acting as if it's me doing it. Mm. Yeah. So For my model, I want the client to be involved 100% with their own change to the point where they're there, they're present, they're involved in it. So at the end of it, when they say, Oh, my God, it's amazing. I can't believe it. Thank you. I'm like, well, you did it. And they believe me when I say it because they were there. And they witnessed it and they felt it and they did it. Yeah. So it is one of those things where there's a whole number of reasons why I prefer working this way. But if you had to just say, right, what's, the, what's the most important reason, probably the fact that it fully empowers the client without us having to sell any idea like that to them. They do, they know it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you answered my questions. My, my next question is already a bit in, in, uh, in, in, what you just said. Uh, but um You probably had clients who who saw other hypnotherapists before and then they come to you and you do something totally different uh and then uh, don't you get the reaction uh a lot like hey but was this really hypnosis what you did or because that the other guy i I had to lay down close my eyes but of course yeah you already uh, just explained that you you're calling it a bit different uh nowadays yeah so of course people know you also as a as a hypnotherapist or as a hypnotist so yeah
0: well this is the thing so you you're absolutely right some people that it's not often to be fair it's not often that people comment on the whether the method was what they expected or not they might say they'll always say that's weird <laughs> yeah when and i'll get that if, I, if they don't say that's weird i feel a little bit disappointed if i'm honest because I, I feel it should be weird if what we're doing isn't weird then what sort of life are you leading Do you know what i mean That that's a weird life but um so i, I that's fine but sometimes people will say um what see I, I thought it was this or that you know to which my response is oh well <laughs> you know, wouldn't you know it it wasn't what you saw on the tv or it wasn't what the other person did yeah no. and to be fair when people when i ask have you tried to change this before and people say yes i've been to see a hypotherapist i'll actually say so what was that was that like eyes closed relaxing And they say, yeah that sort of thing and i'm like that's okay we don't do any of that yeah. And that's yeah, we do,
1: yeah, we do. we st- do something. Because if different. they're
0: here, if they're here, they probably didn't have any success with that. Method. Yeah, yeah, probably. So I, I'm okay to distance myself from it. Yeah. I have had people before at the end of the process saying, That's funny. I thought you were going to hypnotize me. Yeah. As if, like, I, and I'm like, Oh, well, you know, <laughs> turns out we didn't have to. Or so, you know what I mean? It's like, what, what do you say to that when, as far as you're concerned, we just, freaking did you know that sort of thing but that it, to be yeah. fair, it doesn't as I say I long ago let go of any attachment to any label for what I do because I feel like if I do that then I need to fully educate everyone in the principles that I'm working by and why I feel it is hypnosis or why I feel it isn't hypnosis and I'm, I'm not you know as you've already alluded to you very quickly tire of those conversations when you enter the hypnosis world it's amazing how many people will debate what hypnosis is and yet still absolutely claim it as their least favorite thing to talk about with other hypnotherapists what the hell it is we're actually doing yeah so i you this is where you won't see me on the forums on the on the hypnosis therapy forums i kind of lurk and read some stuff now and again but i don't i don't post on it because it's like I, I don't like getting involved in those conversations because you've got people there who are professional arguers, yeah. you know, they're, they're well-trained in argument and that's like, okay, you, you enjoy it. You, if you enjoy an argument, you have an argument. That's okay with me because I, my only concern is that what I'm doing works. It gets results. I'm enjoying doing what I'm doing. My clients are enjoying the sessions for that. If all those boxes are ticked, I'm, I'm sort of happy, you know?
1: Yeah, of course. I think, I think that's the most important part. Uh, I, that's something that I, I tell my students also a lot. Uh, you don't have to be, when you do my training, you don't have to become a copy of me or, or Jeffrey Stevens or whatever. Uh, you just have to find your own way, what what suits your style and has the results. And that's, that's the most important thing because when you start yeah. doing something that's against your nature, you're not going to be very successful and you're not going to, yeah, you- you're not going to, Keep doing this because you you get bored of doing it or or you can't yes. uh, or or yeah uh, and and you're probably not gonna have good results so I think it's really important to find something that suits your pers- your personality yeah. and that has the results so and then then uh, and it, and yeah it can be whatever technique or whatever approach then as long as you feel good then you will will give the good energy to yeah. your clients and you we will talk
0: have a lot don't we in our profession we talk a lot about finding the right method for the client seeing what works with them and finding out how their mind works first thing we've got to do is find the right method for us yeah of course so that we uh, can give the best version of us within that framework and uh, i'll tell you something it's like i'm always i agree with you i think every trying to have spoken to they know they don't want to create copies of them they want to create you know you be you you will get the results by bringing you to the session and and the person will respond to the fact that you seem to be being yourself it's amazing you can never have met someone before but you know when they're not being themselves you know it's, it's a weird thing we pick up on it yeah mm-hmm. and if i try and do trance hypnosis i inevitably start to copy that first guy I ever saw doing hypnosis and the voice he did when he did it all the, and it was probably on TV as well. Funny enough, it wasn't like, it wasn't John who trained me. It wasn't other people I've done training with. It was that guy on the bloody Charlie's angels show that was hypnotized. Do you know what I mean? It's like, we have our hypno voice that we do. Uh, we, uh, and, and, and in, you know, it can, it can create more problems than it, than it heals. You know what I mean? So um, uh, that's why I like this. I can just chat with the client, you know, and I can, if I'm confused, I can find it amusing that I'm confused rather than panicking that I'm confused because now they're asleep prone under my spell. What do I do with this power? You know, that kind of thing. It's like I don't I don't need that sort of stress in my life. You know, what I mean? so, <laughs> so I'm I'm yeah, I, I just like having a conversation. I think that's a better way of working.
1: Yeah. Okay, so uh, yeah, you obviously uh, train people in in your system. Uh, what's actually called the control system. Huh? Yes. Uh, so maybe you can tell a, b- a bit about uh, about that uh, because yeah, now we talked about you're not using uh, actual trance, but you have your own system uh, where you, yeah. where you help people with in a, in a certain outline. So maybe you can uh, tell a bit about that.
0: Yeah, well, I call it I call it the control system, not because we are taking control of the the clients but because it, it actually puts the client back in control of themselves that's the point of it that's why we called it control because when you see a client they might say i want to lose weight i want to stop smoking i want to get over anxiety depression what they're really saying is i want control of x or y you know i want control of me if you like so the aim of the system is to put the client back in control of themselves because it's a non-trance method, they can apply it to themselves once they've done work with you. So they can take their understanding of it and then go on to change further things or even just maintain the good result that you've got in, in that sense, you know? So um, I, I, treat, I I train people... Um, yeah, I, it's like a... It's not, the, it's not the longest training. You know, I think it's like it's two separate weekends that we do and then we have case studies to do after that. So because it's not managing trance regression all that sort of stuff because you're not doing anything that inherently is going to um cause people any distress should it be mishandled we can teach it fairly quickly and um I like it when hypnotherapists come to train in it because it's a very good add-on to hypnotherapy in that sense uh, but I also like it when people come from different careers to do it because that's where I came from was a different career um so but yeah and, and um yeah I don't know, what else what else can I say it's um it's, it's, it's all online at the moment, isn't it as well? So that's interesting. That was an interesting challenge. But again, I think this method, because it's eyes open, it's wide awake, it's easier to manage online than a trance session because you haven't got to manage the environment of the person whose screen you're on the other side of now. If, if somebody walks into the room, they're just like, all right, get out you know that's it's like you know there's no there's nothing to manage like oh and if our connection drops you will open your eyes you'll come out of hypnosis you'll reconnect you don't have to do any of those safety measures because you're just like we're just have, we're like we are now yeah if, if something gets interrupted we'll, we'd reconnect and that's that um so it's that's pretty good it's worked out quite well online um yeah and we i started doing this about four or five years ago i think training people in this method because i'd used the method for two or three years prior to that so i'd sort of um I'd done it and I was was running workshops for people to learn it as a method for them for personal change. And they were going really well. And I started to get therapists come along to them because they were being told about it. And when they did the day, they were like, do you work with clients this way? And I'm like, yeah, you know, there's there's individual protocols for working with someone else rather than working on yourself. But yeah, I do. Um, And that's when I started training other people just because there was requests to do it. Um, and now we've got something like 90 uh, practitioners worldwide um, yeah and, and you've got to it's one of those things where because it's got my name on it the method I can't just have you turn up and win the certificate for being there you know you've, you've got to actually prove competence and do some case studies and things like that so it does not everyone that goes through the process qualifies you know which which I'm kind of I used to get annoyed about you know when you do this thing and people come in and you're like why aren't you doing anything with it? Well, you know, and it's like, well, it's not right for everyone to do that. They're not in that place. So I'm kind of over that idea that I'm trying to get everyone qualified now. And, and we have a we have a fairly good hit rate, but it's you know you've got to you've got to prove competence. I've got to make sure that you're
1: doing the system properly, otherwise you know it just it will just get a bad rep. I don't want that. Um, think, uh, it's, it's a common thing that uh, a lot of people do trainings, but uh, maybe they maybe they use parts of your uh, system, but they don't use the entire system, uh, yeah. or or they they uh, yeah they, their business model is just different. Uh, they they only work in two sessions or whatever. I, uh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes they, they uh, and then they don't uh, make the effort of doing uh, yeah the the, the search yeah, well, the, the, the and, thing.
0: Um, i know myself i've done trainings where i've taken bits of it like oh yeah. i like that i'll leave the rest of that that's not for me but i like that one idea or something like that and and i think when we when we put a system together we're inevitably drawing in ideas from things that we've seen and people that we've been influenced by but i think it's how it's probably how we put that together and and i, I do think The one thing that's different about this way of doing it apart from the non-trance model and everything i do i think i have a slightly different idea of the role of the subconscious in our change And and i don't maybe i'm overselling that but there's definitely a slightly different perspective on the way I'm treating, I'm dealing with the subconscious than, than a lot of other hypnotists that I talk to, a lot of other hypnotherapists that I talk to. So it seems like it isn't just, oh, it's because you're doing it eyes open. That's your method. There are several other things that fall in line with a particular way of looking at your relationship with your own subconscious. Um, and these these several things, they they fall in line with that idea. They're, they all sort of knock on from that. So it's one of those things where it's, It's a full protocol, as in from moment of first contact to signing off. The whole thing is is like step by step by step. Um, And I tried to offer something. I tried to give people what I didn't get, which is, you know, i got people training me in great techniques, great methods, but not really then saying, okay, when they walk in the room then, what do I say? Do I say hello? Do I, do I greet them? Do I, you know, that, that kind of thing. And you've got, you've got this whole, how do I take them from where they are to where they need to be? You know, cause I've, I've got the hypnosis bit and I've got the, the do this and say that, but all this other stuff, the other side to set them up, to do it correctly to, to then manage the change that sort of thing. There's, there's a lot of that, that I found was required that you didn't necessarily get taught on your trainings, that, that kind of cold face stuff. Yeah. When we're actually there seeing clients day to day. So I wanted to offer something to people that would, that would make sure that at no time would they not know where they were in the session. I think you do the similar thing as well. Don't you, where you need to know where you are from moment to moment in the session. Yeah. There's flexibility. You're going to stray off with some people because they're a human being and they're going to take you somewhere else unexpectedly. But as long as you know where you are on that roadmap, you know how to get back on track, and, and I think that's that's the key. Uh, with a lot of methodologies, they need to be complete. They need to be comprehensive. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think in in everything that I that I am teaching to my students, uh, also the, the new things that I'm uh, creating, I always want to want to give them actually an outline so they they can they, they know exactly where they are in in the process, but mm. they still can can fill in the blanks themselves and and yeah. because i don't like to give them like here is uh here is all the text that you need to say because then 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 it's not congruent and it's not them yeah. saying it it's just my it's words not their words so yeah, no so. no yeah, yeah. and um, i'm actually uh last week i started uh, training a, a brand new group of, of newbies they they don't know anything about it some some of them they know things about hypnosis but mm-hmm. uh and and it's always interesting when i'm uh I'm, when i'm teaching him the um, yeah. like like the magnetic hands and the magnetic fingers and things like that so i do the demonstration and i said okay now it's your turn and then yeah. I, I i explain what what things that they need to pay attention on and what they need to say. But I don't give them like, like here, here are the lines and then they are like, okay, how, how can we do it? No, I, I said, no, yeah. as long as you know what, 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 what the outline is, what you want to achieve, just use your own words because my yeah. words will not work b- when they come out of your mouth. You just have to find your own way. And then yeah. you go out there and practice it and, and, and one, you, you will create your own style and then it will work. When you just start copying my words, it will never work
0: exactly and it's like goes back to what we're saying people people will recognize when the words you're using are not your own they'll Mm. they'll know it in some way Yeah, they feel it they feel it yeah. yeah well this is the thing so so the thing the thing that i'm quite excited about with the whole system at the moment is that we're we're just taking the process now in the next couple of months to train The first people who are going to train other practitioners in different countries so i've been doing it online i've been traveling places you know now obviously not in the last two years um um, but you know going to see going to train people in in other territories but what i want to do now is um so we've got a guy in america called anthony gitch who's an excellent hypnotherapist who's going to be training the control system over in the states and we've got a lady called nicole mazucato who's going to be training in spain so that she's going to be doing the first control practitioners in Spanish, Spanish, uh, which is amazing. That thought, uh, um, you know, and hopefully depending on, cause you know, we work closely together. I'm hoping that um, David Kerriman's in your team will be training control practitioners in, in Belgium. Yeah, mean, that's what know, I'd ideally well, like. And uh-huh. so there's, so there's a few people in different areas that will run the face-to-face control practitioner trainings in these different territories. And that's the thing that's exciting for me because you, you start to work in a way and I hid it from people first off because I thought, am I doing it wrong? Does it is this should I not be doing this? Is this not a you know, and then you get the great results and then you like, OK, you tell a few people and then they're interested as in, no, this is different to what I'm doing. This isn't just you. You've copied somebody and, and I've done this. I've trained in this over the, here or there. So it is actually original in some way, in some capacity. And then you're like, oh, OK, so I'll start to train people in this. And people are interested and they're doing it. And then, of course, people are saying, right, I want to train my own practitioners in this. And, and suddenly you've got this thing that you you came up with, you know, in, in this little room with this, these people in front of you helping them. And now globally, there's there's this interest in it. You know, and we've, we've already got like between, you know, eight and a dozen different territories where I know how they're going to open up now. So people in different countries won't need to hop online with me. They can actually go face to face with their trainer in their country, in their area, you know. And it's just, it's just really, it's really exciting to to see it, to, to have seen it grow to the point where it's not just me that likes working this way. There's a load of other people out there that love working this way, and that's that's very gratifying for me as an individual because, you know, you you have an idea, you don't know if it's a good one until
1: somebody looks at it. Normally,
0: doesn't it? It's yeah, funny.
1: of course, yeah, uh, yeah. And and sometimes it's just like an approach that that is good for you but it, it's always yeah it's always good that other people like to work that that same way and 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 still they will do it in their own style and in their own way Absolutely. the outline of, of the process is there and then they uh, they use it in their own way well that's that's what i had to get okay with because you know you start out yeah. you're like you have to say exactly this you have to
0: do it exactly this way or it's not the same thing and then you realize you see other people working and you're like oh you know what that's you doing it and it's great and so it's easier for me to allow them to train other people now as well, because I feel like they'll get the best version of them doing it. It's only it's only a protocol. They can, like you say, they've got their own words, they've got their own energy, their own way of doing it. And and I guess that's the that's the thing that, that I've had to do is be able to step back from exactly the way I do it and allowing them to, bring because that also, that's the most rewarding when you, when you see other people and they bring their ideas to it as well. It's brilliant. It's just, you know, mind-blowing.
1: Yeah. And I think it's, it's, it's also really interesting. Uh, when I do certain trainings, I, I sometimes show a video from, from actually the creator of the protocol, yeah. uh, or, or, uh, somebody else doing exactly the same, but totally different. And, and so, and then people are looking at, hey, but that looks totally different. I said, yeah, but actually we did, the same outline we use the same outline you same yeah. ideas but that's my style that was her style and and that's mm-hmm. and we both have success and because we are we are we are staying in our own personality and i think that's that's uh, yeah really really important yes yeah, fundamentally so about uh, the subconscious mind you said uh, you had some some different view on how the subconscious mind is i working. knew when i said that you were going to jump on that yeah, I, of knew <laughs>
0: I, said it, I thought oh i shouldn't have said that now we're going to end up talking about theory and principles and stuff okay look there is um it's really difficult for me just to outline what seems to be slightly different in the way i'm I'm looking at it than a lot of people i see you know for a start you do get people who who believe as soon as you're hypnotized the subconscious will automatically follow every every command you have and that sort of thing um which i don't believe at all Um, and you know and it's like so there's something different there but also i see people working in certain ways that are being directive before they're listening if you know what I mean they're telling the subconscious what to do or they're looking for that technique to reprogram the subconscious when really that part's trying to be heard and I think the whole thing about getting that part heard first so that you can connect with it um, you could probably sum up my my the way I work with the subconscious based on this simple idea imagine the subconscious is a person that you're talking to and you know the person's doing something wrong but you know that person doesn't want to do the wrong thing it really wants to do the right thing what would be the best way of helping that part do the right thing and I would absolutely suggest that the first thing is to allow that part to tell you why it's doing that to explain it to you, not just so that you can understand it, but so that part can realise, wow, this person's listening to me. And I encourage people to have that that listening ear to their own subconscious, yeah? But we're encouraged these days a lot of times to turn that off. So you look at people who are dealing with anxiety and they're given coping strategies, do this breathing, do this distraction technique, yeah? Um, And all they're really doing is trying to ignore the bit that's trying to tell them something. Yeah. And I I had someone challenge me on this said, yeah, but if we listen to our anxiety, then we're going to start believing all this horrific stuff and we're going to get more and more anxious. And it's like, no, you can listen to it and recognize it's got it wrong. Yeah. It's only because you're trying to shut it up, that it's screaming at you. If you accept it in and say, right, tell me what it is that's your concern here. Yeah. It's like a child. Yeah. If a child comes up to you and says, there's a monster under the bed, you know, are you going to start screaming grab your baby and run out the house probably not because you realize the child in its naive you know that all that sort of uh, innocence has got it wrong and that's okay because my job isn't then to slap the child around the face and say shut up you're disturbing me I don't want to know that you're upset you know your job is to listen to that part and say right let me tell you where you've got this wrong yeah and you know Turn the light on, look under the bed. There's no more, you know, you've got to do what's necessary to calm that part of you. Otherwise you'll always be trying to run away from it or ignore it or stifle it. Um, And I think that's the thing that I find is that for me, the subconscious, you work collaboratively with it. You don't direct it. You don't tell, you can tell it what to do, but if you're going to tell it what to do, you have to tell it like a parent that knows best. And I don't mean like harshly. I mean, let me, because that part has to believe it's best, Yeah, that's the bottom line. You can you can absolutely enforce change at times. You know, you'll get a certain model of framework. People will say hypnosis is what's going to cure you. So when I hypnotize you, your subconscious will obey me. And the subconscious might accept that idea, you know, like the stage hypnotist who takes Yeah, but it's not awesome,
1: of course. Those
0: people have accepted that framework that whatever you say, I will be unable to resist that command. Yeah. So their mind creates that reality. And you can get people working in that therapeutic context, but and you can get a child behaving itself. But as soon as you turn away, yep. if that child still believes what it was doing was the best thing, it will go back to doing that. So you've got to create a framework where that particular part of your mind wants this change and believes it is absolutely possible and the best thing for it.
1: Mm-hmm. Then
0: you won't be able to stop it happening. Yeah. So I think, so I, I don't think I've adequately explained the answer to your question there in terms of what is he different about the subconscious. But all I know is, That when I'm talking to people about it or when I see people posting things online about hypnosis and hypnotherapy and I'm looking at it thinking, huh, we clearly have a different idea of what we're doing when we're interacting because that doesn't seem, it doesn't sit right with me. That doesn't, doesn't seem like anything that I would be doing because I wouldn't expect that to get any sort of result within the context and the framework in which I work. So, so apologies, that's not a good answer, but that's the best I've got for no, you at no,
1: the I, yeah, I totally get what, what what you want to say, because, yeah, in, in my view, it's it's always, uh, I, use, I use quite direct hypnosis, you know, <laughs> but uh, one of the reasons that uh, a lot of people, they, 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 oh, students or, or other uh, hypnotherapists, they, they sometimes ask me questions. They said, OK, but I did uh, this and, and and the results were there for like a week. And then they, they were gone away. And I think one of the one of the most common mistakes is uh, we just tell the subconscious mind what to do, but we don't tell why. We don't we don't yeah. convince the subconscious mind that the, that actually the new thing is much better. And yeah. I think most of the most of the hypnotherapy sessions are going wrong because mm. of the fact that we don't convince the subconscious minds of the need to change
0: yes 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 yes
1: the example that i give is also from stage hypnosis uh when i when i teach people uh entertainment hypnosis in, in my out of the blue training one mm. of the, the the things that i always tell them is you have to call off the suggestions because you don't want uh, somebody to forget his name forever or what, what. but actually actually I, forg- I i do forget it a lot uh yeah. but, but it doesn't matter because when i when i tell somebody uh now you forgot the number four uh it's just it's just in that moment i give the subconscious mind the direct suggestion and even when i don't call off the suggestion the subconscious mind uh, mind will not keep doing this because you never convince the subconscious mind of the reasons of of why it's why it's better for that person exactly when when the stage hypnotist says you're going to jump up and
0: think you're elvis Mm -hmm. yeah um, if he died then, that person wouldn't think they were Elvis forever. No, because, Of course, not. you know what? They know they're not. Yep, yep. Their subconscious is able to pretend, for that short amount of time, but it hasn't, you haven't for a moment made that person believe they're Elvis. Mm -hmm. And this is the thing, you get people who, who facilitate change and yeah, you know what? Your mind can pretend to do that thing, can try and do it in the face of everything. But unless you've actually got that part believing this is the best strategy for the most happiness, then it won't remain doing it because yep. it doesn't believe this is the best thing. And you're absolutely right. And this is the thing that I think you do, you're very, you know, your inexperienced direct hypnotists believe is that, but I, I hypnotized them. I gave the suggestion and it didn't change. And they're sort of like, oh, was I, you know, the old Elman model, they weren't deep enough in hypnosis. No, you just no. hadn't given them a decent reason to reason. adopt new no. strategy. Oh. And that's why it's like, I don't know. It, it, hypnosis isn't the cure. Yeah, it's, it's the delivery method of the answer. So you better have the answer. Because if all you've got is your hypnosis, you've got nothing for the client long term. Yeah. So and, and that's, that, that's absolutely in my experience, and I'm sure in your experience as well from what you were saying. So yeah, I think I think a lot of the time you know, I'm getting all I feel I'm getting a bit passionate here. Rob. I'm gonna I'm gonna just back off, calm it down i don't want to be that guy you know i don't want to start screaming into the camera now well, um, but that, that's what i think so i do i do get quite passionate about it. i think that's why I, I invested so much time and effort into form formulating and formalizing my model because i was like i think i think that's one of those things that people miss people who get taught direct hypnosis they think they're giving commands and new realities and it's like no you're presenting ideas hmm. you, you either take that idea or you don't and this is um I think it would it would be lovely if everyone in the world understood that to, to the level they need to. But all the time, you know, and you know, they don't because the media presents hypnosis as mind control. So, you know, they think something else. But yeah, but that's our that's our struggle is, is helping people understand that it's all within them. And they've just yeah got to
1: uh, yeah, it. it's, yeah, it's actually yeah, it's, it's always in them because we, you can be the, the, the best therapist or the best hypnotherapist in the world when. Mm they don't want to change when the change is not in them when th- then nothing's going to happen or, or when they don't want to do the work uh, or yeah. whatever. Uh, no, I think that's, that's, that's really important. Yeah. Okay. So um, how can people uh, find more information about you? So how can they contact you? How can they find out about your trainings, about your system, about whatever? Right. They can
0: get in touch with me. My website is, He's paused. What is my website? It's the control um, And you can find out about my trainings there, or you can message me directly about my trainings there. The next one's in July for those people who are interested. Um, and you can find me on social media. My Instagram is at Timbox Mind Coach. And the best place to actually engage with what I do is on my YouTube channel, funnily enough, which is um, Timbox Mind Coach
1: okay, so yeah, i will uh, I will post all these links in the show notes so people just can click on it and uh, they can they can find you. So uh, Tim, uh, thank you very much for this uh, chat. I hope to see you soon somewhere in the world. Lovely, it? Uh, <laughs> uh, it would be nice to, to see each other uh, in in real person. And, we shall
0: uh, meet again, I'm sure. Yeah,
1: yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. Uh, we don't know when, but we will. I don't know. Thank you very much. No My pleasure. Bye bye.